I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. the 19th and what a beautiful day the sun is shining and uh, praise God for that rain yesterday I think we needed it I was glad it didn't come on Sunday uh, it was a cold and rainy day yesterday but Sunday was beautiful today is a beautiful day and uh, we are so thankful for God's goodness to us for uh, Easter weekend really I didn't talk about it uh, a lot uh, but uh, Saturday we had our buses that ran, had a great day. We had eight young people that trusted Christ as Savior. And then Sunday, what a great day. We had our drive-in service at 8.15. We had a service in the auditorium at 9.30, a service at 11. Uh, the choir sang for both of those uh, services in the auditorium. Sunday night was a great service and had a business meeting Sunday night, voted to take on some new missionaries. And uh, it's been wonderful. The Lord has been good. And I hope you're having a good day today. We welcome you, those that are listening by way of radio, 95.9 FM. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, those on our radio app, those on our podcast, we welcome you. And then those watching by way of Facebook and those that are uh, watching on our YouTube channel, we welcome you and we're so glad to have you with us today. I want to say today we have a few birthdays. A happy birthday today to Dot Nelson. A happy birthday to Tyler Pierce. And then a happy birthday to Cameron Wade. And I hope all of you have a great day today. And uh, may God bless you. Let's pray for our church. Pray for a good week. Uh, pray for our school. Uh, pray for our missionaries. Let's pray for all of the ministries of our church. Let's pray for one another. And uh, let's rejoice in the goodness of God. Let's rejoice in the fact that uh, we were able uh, this past weekend uh, to celebrate Easter, to have all of our regular activities and services. Uh, I had a picture that popped up from two years ago where Easter Sunday we had a big drive-in and uh, that was when we were just still trying to get things figured out with the drive-in services and all that. And by the way, that was a wonderful day two years ago. Uh, but it did not compare to what we had this last Saturday and Sunday, and to God be the glory. We listened to some songs uh, these last few days about the resurrection, and uh, I heard this song, I forget what day it was, I think it was Saturday, uh, but I heard this song and I thought, we have got to get this on the radio. Uh, it's a song about Calvary, but it's also a song about the resurrection, and I'm glad we serve a risen Savior. We have a living Lord, and I'm so thankful for that. I want you to enjoy this song. Uh, it's called The Mercy Tree, and uh, after the song, we'll get into our Bible study. We're going to start a new psalm today. Uh, we finished up Psalm 23 last week. We did a few lessons about the resurrection, but I think this psalm will be a blessing to you, Psalm 24, and we'll get into that right after this song. On a hill called Calvary, there stands an endless mercy tree. Every broken, weary soul, find your rest and be made whole. 
Stripes of blood that stained its frame Shed to wash away our shame From the scars pure love released Salvation by the mercy tree In the sky between two thieves Hung the blameless Prince of Peace Bruised and battered, scarred and scorned Sacred head pierced by our thorns It is finished, was his cry the perfect Lamb was crucified. His sacrifice, our victory, our Savior chose the mercy tree. Hope went dark that violent day. The whole earth quaked at love's display. Three days silent in the ground, his body born for heaven's crown. But on that bright and glorious day, when heaven opened up the grave, he's alive and risen indeed. Death has died, love has won Hallelujah, hallelujah Jesus Christ has overcome He has risen from the dead One day soon we'll see His face and every tear he'll wipe away No more pain or suffering Oh, praise him for the mercy tree Death has died, love has won Hallelujah, hallelujah Jesus Christ has overcome He has risen from the dead Death has died, love has won Hallelujah, hallelujah Jesus Christ has overcome He has risen from the dead he has risen from the dead. He has risen from the dead. Amen. That is a good song. Gets you fired up and uh, rejoice in the fact that Jesus is alive. You know, we often we make a big deal about Easter Sunday, and we should. It's the, the day we celebrate the resurrection. 
Uh, but I want to tell you, it didn't end there. That's just where it was getting started because then you have the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts, you see those disciples in that early church preaching the gospel and seeing people saved. And uh, really, literally, the Bible says that they turned the world upside down. And uh, this world needs to be turned upside down. This world, if you turn the world upside down, this world might finally be seeing things straight because this world is so uh, mixed up. But this world needs Jesus. And I'm glad that he is alive. I want you to notice Psalm 24. Uh, this is such a powerful psalm. Uh, we would call this a millennial psalm, meaning that it makes reference to the millennial reign of Christ. And so, of course, also you could call it a messianic. But uh, this is even a psalm that deals not just with Jesus coming back, like in Psalm 22, when Jesus is coming for the cross, but now Jesus is coming to sit on the throne. And I'm glad he is King of kings and Lord of lords. Psalm 24, uh, Bible scholars believe that this psalm was written at the time that David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to the temple and bringing it back to Jerusalem. Well, it says in Psalm 24, verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Verse 3, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Now, I want to remind you that in the, uh, uh, the, the, the layout and the topography there in Israel, Jerusalem was situated up on a hill. Uh, as a matter of fact, we'll get to the Psalms, the Psalms of Ascension or the Psalms of Degrees, uh, Psalm 121 to Psalm 135. But they would sing those Psalms as they made the ascent up the hills toward Jerusalem. Um, the reference is made, is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king? Well, Jerusalem was there situated on Mount Zion. And uh, that, that city was set up on a hill. And so when they came to worship, they ascended up that hill. Well, the question here is, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? And, of course, that's where the Ark of the Covenant would rest, there in the holy place. Verse 4, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Verse 6, This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. I want to stop there. We won't get through all of this today, but I want to draw your attention back to verse number 1. It says the earth is the Lord's. Now, we understand that. I think we would say, well, of course, God owns the earth. He's the creator. He's the one that made the earth. He's the one that, that created us. But think about that statement. The Lord not only owns the earth, but God owns everything. I want to remind you that we look at the earth as this is, this is it. This is all we know. But the earth is just one tiny planet in our galaxy, uh, not even close to being the size of the other planets, not even being close to the size of our sun. Then you have in our Milky Way galaxy, you have many stars that would be much larger than the sun. And then you realize that our galaxy 
is just one galaxy of millions and millions, perhaps billions of galaxies. And the fact that God would take note of the earth, that the earth would be significant to God, that's amazing. It'd be like if you walked into, uh, I'll say Walmart, but if you walked into Walmart and uh, of all the things in Walmart, uh, you went down a candy aisle and you went down the candy aisle and you found the, the, the smallest little piece of candy and you picked out that one piece of candy and you said this right here, it's the most important thing to me in this whole store and all this space and all the things and all the, the huge items that you could get, but you found that one little piece of candy and you said this is the most important thing in the store. Well, we'd say, no, it's not the most important thing in the store. It's not the most expensive thing in the store. It's not the most valuable thing in the whole store. Well, the fact that God would take note of our earth where we live and that God would see us and care about us and that he would be mindful of us, like it says in Psalm 8, that's amazing. You see, God owns the earth. He not only owns the earth, he owns everything in it. He owns the fullness of the earth, uh, the rivers, the mountains, the lakes, uh, he owns uh, the fields. Uh, he owns the valleys. He owns the hills. He owns it all. It all belongs to him. All the animals, all of life, all of human life, God owns everything. We are all created by him. We belong to him. It says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein for he hath founded it. God's the one that established the earth. He's the one that, that, that put it in place, the seas, and established it upon the floods. But then verse 3, the question is asked, the, the Lord is the creator, he's the owner. But verse 3, who, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or, or who can stand in his holy place? Now think about that question. We're just sinners. We are unclean. We are unrighteousness. We are just, we are, we are the dirt. We are the scum. Uh, I like what one, what one songwriter said, uh, that he should die for such a worm as I. You say, well, I don't think people should call me a worm because I know, hey, listen, without the Lord, you wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. Without Jesus dying on a cross, we'd be in hell where we belong with paying what we deserve. Anything good in our lives is all because of God. But, but who can ascend? Who can ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who can stand in his holy place? Verse 4, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. Can I tell you, God desires for his people to be clean. He desires for his people to be pure. You say, well, I've got sin in my life. I, I, I've, got, I've got failures. I've got mistakes. I've got baggage. I've got scars. I've got regrets. Well, we all do. But can I tell you, there's a way that we can become clean. And it's when we confess our sins that God is faithful and just to forgive us. You see, it is our sin that is separated between us and God. And it is our sin that has caused God to hide his face, that he will not hear our prayers. And so we must come clean. We must confess our sins. We must recognize that we all come short of the glory of God. So we get things right with God so we can ascend into that hill. We can be in that holy place and we can stand uh, with confidence before that mercy seat. How come? Because we've confessed our sin. We've gotten things right and God has forgiven us. But then I like this, verse 5. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Can I tell you there are so many blessings that God gives when we get things right, when we confess our sin, when we have clean hands when we have a pure heart. 
want to ask you today, how is your heart? Uh, how are your hands? Uh, I hope today, I hope you've taken some time to confess your sin, get things right with God. Can I tell you, when you come to God, He promises that He will wash us, He will clean us, He will purge us from all iniquity. And then I like verse number six. David says this, the people that have clean hands and a pure heart, the people that receive the blessing of God, the people that know what it is to walk with God, this is the generation of them that seek Him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. You know, many times we're not right with God because we're not seeking Him. We're just seeking the blessings. We're just seeking the stuff. Uh, we're so interested in what God can do for us that we don't even take time to spend the time with Him and worship Him for who He is. I want to be a part of that generation of those that seek God, that seek His face. I want to encourage you today, spend some time seeking the Lord. Spend some time uh, in the Word of God. Spend some time uh, on your knees today. Spend some time just you and God one-on-one. -on -one. Ask God to give you clean hands and a pure heart. Ask God to cleanse you and to fill you and to bless you. And then let's have that desire to be that generation of them that seek Him, a generation of those that seek thy face, O Jacob. David says to Israel, to the, to the people of God, he says, hey, let's get back to seeking God. Let's get back to seeking His face and pleasing Him. I hope you have a great day today. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll finish up probably tomorrow here in Psalm 24. God bless you, and thanks for tuning in. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.